Welcome to On Olive Oil, hosted by Curtis Cord, the publisher of Olive Oil Times, featuring 30-minute discussions with people throughout the world, sharing their unique perspectives on the ever-changing olive oil landscape. This week's guest is Costco buyer, Chad Sokol. My concern is just that whatever that bottle says it is, that better be what's in that bottle. From New York City, here's Curtis Cord. Costco, in case you don't know, is the second largest retailer in the world, with 689 warehouse stores, 117,000 employees, and 81 million members, described as a large, loyal, and affluent constituency with an average annual household income of $156,000 a year. Costco seems to be in a class by itself among big box stores when it comes to olive oil. Its Kirkland signature is a consistent top performer in off-the-shelf tests and critical reviews, an anomaly for mass retailers that serves as a role model for the industry, if any of the others are in fact paying any attention at all. Chad Sokol is Costco's commodity and dry grocery buyer for Northern California and Nevada, where he decides what goes on the shelves in a market larger than the economy of some countries, and where Chad says he is constantly seeking new opportunities that promote environmental, health, and social welfare. He joins us today from San Francisco. Welcome, Chad. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here because Costco has been a leader among major chains when it comes to this product in more ways than one. Do you have any idea how much olive oil Costco buys each year? Uh, I I would just say a lot. (laughs) Um, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable sharing too much detailed information, but it is quite a bit. I mean, we carry olive oil in all of our stores. Uh, Just looking at Northern California alone, we're about 465 warehouses. So we also refer to our stores as warehouses. Um, So olive oil in all of those in various forms, extra virgin olive oil, as as well as pure refined olive oil as well. You're part of Costco's national buy team for olive oil. How how does that team work? Um, So the team, we we work on a couple different things. Uh, Typically our private label, which is the Kirkland Signature brand, um, is uh, purchased and coordinated all out of our corporate offices in Issaquah, Washington. Those buyers up there are typically working just on the Kirkland Signature private label programs. But in addition to just those couple buyers up there, they coordinate with several of us on the regional level. Um, and really, I think that's what really sets Costco apart from other retailers is our nimbleness and the ability to tap into regional buying and look at our local demographics in a way that I think, you know, when you have centralized buying for an entire company, you know, you may not be tapping into the correct demographics or the needs of particular communities. So that's one thing that we kind of help offer is insights into what our members are looking for in our particular regions. So on a national buy team, if I, it would be might be myself and maybe a buyer from the Northwest or Southeast, uh, Northeast regions, Midwest, um, and then international is included in that as well. Last year, it was big news that Costco began sourcing in Greece for its Kirkland's best olive 
oil after a bad harvest in Italy led to a scarce supply there. But I know you're also working at increasing the diversity of extra virgin olive oils from other regions too. How do you go about doing that, Chad? Um, I I think in this case, uh, specifically, you know, Italian olive oil had been a a very staple mainstay of Costco for a long time. Um, And as you mentioned, you know, with uh, supply issues last year, obviously we sell so much volume that at some point in time, you know, we cannot continue to just keep growing our business only sourcing from one country. So um, it, it gave us, I think it was a great opportunity to be able to go outside that and test from, uh, like you said, with Greece. So that gives us the opportunity to not only test the quality and see how our members you know, respond to that, um, but it gives us additional supply. Um, it, it does a lot of great things for us. So in this case, you know, we work with very closely with partnerships uh, direct from source. So typically with all of, all of our cooking signature items that we put out there, we want to work as closely as possible with producers and millers and then use them as well as, uh, you know, an importer to help get that product here to the U.S. So one of our advantages in buying is that we try to limit the, the, the number of layers and the number of steps between a raw material product and then the end consumer. So in this case, you know, we work with a couple different uh, partnerships, you know, on the farm level to the mill, to the producers, um, all the way to the final step in our Costco store. So the grease product um, was uh, an outcome of one of these partnerships. Um, and, and we've had, uh, I, I would say, very good success. And I, I'm personally excited. I When I taste Greek olive oil side by side with some of the other ones, I've always been a very, uh, on a personal level, I love it. Taste profile is fantastic. I think it's a great, great quality product. So I was very excited that we were able to test that um, and get it into our stores and, you know, expand that member base a little bit. Hmm. Not to mention you made the day, I'm sure, for a number of <laughs> Greek suppliers. Yeah. And in addition to that, you also look for, you told me earlier, small local suppliers to increase your selection. What local brands are you carrying? Uh, right now, I'm working quite a bit with uh, California Olive Ranch. Um, there's several other smaller California suppliers that I've been in discussions with, and those deals are not necessarily finished yet, so I would hesitate to say who they are. But, um, you know, we have a lot of small local guys who reach out to us. You know, they mainly bottle very small quantities each year. Um, but for me as a buyer, what we look for more than anything is quality. Quality is always first for us. So, you know, there's so many great oils here coming out of California, um, very high quality product that I would love to get into a couple of my stores. And I think that's what gives us a unique advantage is I can buy a product and just put it into one Costco. I can put it into two Costcos. I, you know, I don't have to put it into all of my locations. So it gives me the ability to find a local supplier that, you know, develop a relationship. And as long as, you know, they have all of the uh, quality protocols in place, I could put their product into just one store as a test and really, really offer something local um, that, you know, that's so important to our members. And I think you see that across all retail industry, that people are looking for high quality products, they're looking for local, they're looking for organic, I mean, all of those things. And what's great about Costco is we can supply both, you know, we're he- obviously a huge retailer and you know, do a lot of volume, but it, we can also work with very small guys as well. And uh, for me as a buyer, I think that's what makes it, you know, my job so exciting. And do you think think that for those reasons, there's a marked contrast between the product mix at Costco and the mix at, for example, Walmart? Yeah, I think so. You know, I would hesitate to, to say too much about, um, you know, what they have on their shelves um, or other retailers. The, the, the biggest difference between what we do and everybody else out there is we have a limited item selection for every category. So in olive oil, I might only have, you know, two, maybe three extra virgin olive oils at any one time on, mm. on the shelf. 
you know, I'll have, we'll have a private label and then I might just do one or two brands next to that. Um, whereas, you know, as most retailers might have 20, 30, 50 different oils on the shelves. I mean, there's so much out there. So we really have to limit our SKU selection and that's just part of our overall business model. So that is one thing that's very different is just the limited selection that we put out there. So obviously that creates competition for people to get into Costco as, as uh, producers and vendors, but it also gives us a chance to really focus on the highest quality. If I'm only going to put two oils on the shelf, well, you know, I want, I want to get the two best that I can find. Does that include major, major brands such as Bertoli and uh, Cola Vita, for example? Are those among your mix? Uh, not not for me. In, in my particular region, no, they're not. Um, my private label program under the Kirkland Signature kind of takes care of the space that oh, those brands may fill for other retailers. So outside of the Kirkland Signature, for me, I'm really looking for, you know, smaller producers, mm. uh, local, high, you know, very high quality. Um, so some of those national brands uh, may not have a place at all times, um, especially in olive oil. I, I don't have those in my Bay Area region. Uh, but that's not to say that another region, you know, doesn't have them. They might carry them at some point. How important would you say olive oil is within your department? I would say extremely important as not only a category, but, you know, it's something that, you know, we want to be known for. I think when you come to Costco as a consumer or members come in, every department kind of has their signature item. You know, I mean, there, there's the jokes out there, you know, the, the, the giant bins of toilet paper and the heavy cases of water and, you know, all, all the, the big things that we sell. But we, we are always have some type of signature item in all of our departments. Um, and for me as a dry grocery buyer, I'm extremely proud of the selection that we have in olive oil. I feel very good with our quality, our protocols that we have in place, both at the, like I said, the producer level, all the way to finished goods that we have independently tested all the time. So I feel very, very good and very comfortable with the quality of what we have. So for me, that's something I feel very proud about and, and excited. And not only in terms of just dollar volume, it's, it's a very, very big category for me. But I think quality wise, it's definitely something we put our stamp on and we feel really excited about. And speaking of dollar volume, how does the growth in sales of olive oil stack up against other products and uh, against other cooking oils? I would say that there's a little bit of a shift in it. This is one of those examples of where regional buying for us really makes a difference. For my specific local market in Bay Area, high quality extra virgin olive oil continues to grow and just continues to do well, outpacing things like maybe, you know, soy oil or canola or the basic cooking oils. That they, they definitely have their place and they do a lot of volume. But they, we don't see as much growth, or at least I don't in my region specifically. Um, extra virgin olive oil continues to grow. And I think it's a result, um, obviously, as, as consumers become more aware and, you know, the, the news pieces that float around out there and as the general public becomes more educated on the quality, you know, the obviously the health benefits and attributes People just keep coming, and um, it, it's just been a great opportunity for us. I was going to ask you about that, how that drives sales in your region. I think that drives quite a bit of sales because we see that across other categories, other health-related items, whether even in coconut oil, for example, you know, continues to do well for us and continues to grow. I think there's a connection with the health, health benefit attribute there. Other categories outside of the ones that I buy, I think we can see, continue to see growth on things with health benefits, whether especially our, I mean, our salmon program, I mean, people love the benefits of omega-3 fatty acids. And I mm-hmm. think as members become more aware of good fats, bad fats, and those types of distinctions that, you know, they're looking for high quality products. And, you know, if you really look at a high quality extra virgin olive oil on price per ounce basis compared with other items that people could be buying, it's such a great value. It's really not that expensive, even for the highest quality oil. 
um, for I think what you get for the health benefits, very, not, not very expensive compared to some other things that people spend money on. When you think about smoothies and shakes and cleanses and all those other things, I think olive oil is such a, such a great value. Chad, what controls are in place at Costco to monitor the quality of olive oil that comes through the system? Um, we independently test all of our product, um, whether it's, like I said, it's at the producer level, the mills, um, the, the people that we work with. Um, we develop very close partnerships with, but we also rely very heavily on third-party uh, audits that are controlled not by Costco or the producer. We always uh, try to send out as much as we can to independent third-party testers, um, and that's very, very strict protocol that we have in place for all of our Kirkland signature items. Um, and then the other ones outside of that are, are it's really up to the buyers to decide how those things are going to be handled and tested. Um, so we send out product all the time. We randomly pull stuff from the shelf once it's already in the store. Um, we have product tested before it even bring it into the store to begin with. So um, there's quite a bit of testing that goes on. And I think that's where we feel very confident with what we have. And of course, like anything, it's it's not absolutely perfect system. Something can slip through once in a while, but I think we feel very comfortable with the partnerships that we've developed with our producers and suppliers that, you know, they're, there's not purposeful adulteration. And I think only the only danger that you obviously have with extra virgin olive oil is how it's handled along the way, which I will speak to one of the greatest things about Costco is we move so much volume is that I don't have old olive oil sitting on the shelf for mm. a year, two years. Mm. I, I turn inventory so fast that that's not really much of a problem. So if I know in my local uh, stores in the Bay Area, I can walk in any of them right now, and I don't have oil from you know, 2013 or 14 floating around out there where you know, we have new harvest coming in all the time. So that's that's one thing I think that we can really help you know, improve quality, whereas some other retailers, you know, they might only turn the inventory once a year at best, and some you, know, you might see old oil sitting there that just doesn't get caught or could be overlooked. Right. For you, the concern might be more how long it spends in the producer's tanks. And as long as it's not there for, there for very long, it's going to make its way to your customer's kitchen quite quite quickly. Yeah. And even our, our flow through system um, of our depots and how we manage trucks and how we manage logistics of flowing freight into the buildings, um, we have such a, a great setup that you know, product doesn't sit around anywhere. We don't have storage warehouses somewhere. We have cross-dock depots that mm. as product comes in, it goes across the dock, gets loaded on a truck, goes out to the building within a couple hours sometimes. Um, so we don't have product sitting in hot warehouses or sitting out in the trucks for days at a time. Um, so I think that's all those little steps is what really helps us bring a really good, high-quality product um, to the member. It sure does. I've heard that you've honed your wine-tasting skills and spent some time learning how to taste olive oil. Do you think you can tell the good from the bad? I, I'm getting better, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and like with anything, it's not perfect. But uh, um, I, I did spend some time uh, as uh, in the liquor and wine department and went through some wine tasting certification classes and a lot of tastings. And um, I think that really helped develop my own palate. Um, and then with olive oil, I, I've really try to dive in and um, had worked with some of our vendors I've met and also worked a lot with Alexandra Devereen from the Extra Virgin Alliance. And um, I've been to quite a few tasting classes and I was in one a couple of weeks ago up at McAvoy Ranch up in uh, Marin and really learned a lot. So every time I take another class, I'm just continuing to learn. And yeah, I'm definitely not an expert by any means, but um, I, I definitely could tell a bad oil right away. When I came over to the commodity side and I started buying olive oil, you know, as a typical consumer, I didn't really know the difference between what extra virgin olive oil was, pure olive oil. I didn't understand. I think it's a confusing category for most people in the, in the general market. 
you know, even me, I mean, I would typically just buy refined olive oil because I didn't understand what the difference was. Um, and then jumping into this category, you know, I've really tried to educate myself as quickly as I could. And right away, I mean, obviously in my own home pantry, my, my pantry looks very different than it did two years ago. You know, I have three, four different styles of extra virgin olive oil at any one time. And that's mostly what I cook with all the time. So for me, just a personal education has been so great here and taking the classes I've taken. And I just love it. Personally, I mean, extra virgin olive oil is absolutely one of my favorite foods now. Um, and several years ago, I really didn't purchase it that much. So it, that was something I kind of wanted to start just personal level. I love it. And I've dived in and read Tom Mueller's book last year. And I've tried to just educate myself as quickly as I could. And so that's something I think that I'm able to bring to the category that I don't know if all buyers you know, do that. Of course, a massive number of people walk through the doors of Costco every day. But in such a rigid environment like big box stores, there's not much in the way of educating customers about the products on sale there. But I hear you've been working with Alexandra, among others in the industry, on ways to educate your members about olive oil. How do you? How are you doing that? The first step to that, really, for us was um, I had, had uh, brought Alexandra in to do kind of an olive oil 101 presentation just for our staff inside the buying office, and then I had her come back again and do an education for all of our uh, warehouse managers uh, in Northern California and Northern Nevada. So we went through just discussing what is extra virgin olive oil, what's the difference between that and refined or even virgin olive oil, um, and we did some tastings, and so that was my first step was to to figure out how to really try to educate our own warehouse managers as much as possible. Um, and we do that with a, a lot of different programs. So that's typically the first step. You know, secondly, we do have to rely a lot on our packaging um, and our, on our vendors to kind of tell the story of our items. You know, part of what makes us good, uh, and I think what makes us so nimble in Costco is we, you know, items are loaded on pallets, you know, we have bare bones, we don't have displays, we don't have schematics in the building. And everything sits on a pallet, so it has to be able to be moved from one aisle to another, depending on sales needs of that building or trying to drive excitement or whatever that may be. So there's not a lot of space for posters or extra signs or that mm. type of thing. So in addition to educating our own staff and our warehouse managers, we really have to rely on the packaging to do that. And then I really haven't finalized it yet, but I've been talking with Alexander a lot on how to do in-store roadshows and demos. I mean, Costco's totally known for our demos. I mean, mm. people make jokes about coming there for lunch, you know, mm. just to walk around and grab the free samples. And, you know, so sampling is something we're known for. So with olive oil, I think that I've been trying to figure out how to do something like that, just with a very simple bullet points on signs to uh, put next to a demo um, and have people taste olive oil and try to do some in-store education. So that's that's another way that we try to educate our members. Um, like I said, I've been working with her on that. We really haven't quite finalized it yet, but I'm hoping to get something up and running in the next few months here. I have to confess that I've never been to a Costco, and I'm, pro <laughs> I'm probably the only person in the world who hasn't. In my market here, we have a, a BJ's Wholesale Club. Yeah. And there are no uh, there are no demonstrations. There are no tastings. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen an employee in the, in the aisles. And really, there's probably just a couple in the whole store because the checkout is done by yourself too. So uh, there's very little interaction. Certainly, no education. And so I didn't know that about Costco that you is that you have tastings and and demonstrations and things like that. Yeah, that's one of the things that keeps us uh, I think so exciting and what keeps our members coming back all the time. Um, hmm. And we change up our product mixes all the time, and then the footprint inside the store changes all the time. So we're always looking for new exciting items. So our goal is that every time a member comes in, they're going to find something new and um, different, exciting and we do do a lot of demos, a lot of tastings on 
products from all different departments. And it's a great way to do a quick education. And, you know, we don't have a lot of time. Each members are people are in a hurry. So, but it gives you, you know, it gives you a few seconds to talk through it and discuss the quality of an item. So Chad, on the one hand, there's this procession of research extolling the health benefits of fresh, high quality, extra virgin olive oil, which we talked about before. On the other side, you have things like the recent 60 Minutes expose on the corruption and fraud that have always plagued this product. And we know that most of the product labeled extra virgin on the shelves of major retailers is not what it says it is, not just in this country, but everywhere else. Why do you think it seems like most mass market buyers are not paying attention to this? It's not like there are too many bigger fish to fry. I mean, after all, 12 million people watched 60 Minutes and are are looking for answers in places like Costco and Walmart and BJ's and, and everywhere else. Why does yeah, it? Why does it seem like like other buyers, uh, not not necessarily there, but but in other places, aren't don't seem to be too concerned about this, or or am I reading it wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think that that could be a you know an accurate assessment, and you know without speaking you know down or negatively about buyers and other other companies or or you know other businesses. Um, I, one of the things that we we're very hands on with Costco, um, you know, and we are it's a challenge for us because we're each buyer is responsible for usually quite a few different categories. Um, so we don't you know, like I don't just buy olive oil, you know, I buy coffee and flour and sugar and uh, there's a lot of different things. So we, we kind of usually say that we know a little bit about a lot of different things. But with, you know, with all the products that we bring in, we're very hands on and you know, we want to taste product. We want to see it, touch it, feel it. You know, we're working on value. So we're very hands-on, whereas I think sometimes uh, buyers and uh, you know, other retailers of businesses are, are sometimes just selecting items and are looking at portfolios and you know, they're bringing in a selection of items and they may not personally touch, taste, or feel those items. Uh, but for us, you know, we think we pride ourselves on being buyers and not selectors. You know, I really want to dive in. I want to know what this product tastes like. I taste everything that comes in in my region that I'm working on as, as best as possible. So I think that's probably one of the things that would, I would say would set us apart a little bit. Um, and also just our general protocols. You know, Costco, we've we've done this in every category that we buy for you know since our inception is to really push quality as the one thing and. and we rely on outside third-party audits, like I said, whether it's plant food safety audits, social audits. Um, we push a lot of that, um, and that's a very strict protocol for us with all of our suppliers. And I think those are the protocols that, that help keep us safe and keep us out of some of these scandals that can plague other retailers. So like I said, it's not a perfect system, and anything can slip through at any time, and you maybe miss things. But, I mean, I think we, we try as best as humanly possible to make sure that what we have and what the bottle says it is, it, it better be that. And it certainly seems like, like you're succeeding. But are the world's largest retailers, do you think, wired in such a way that they will always sacrifice quality for price? I'm not talking about Costco. I'm talking about the category in general. And no matter what class action lawsuit might loom on the horizon, or is there going to be a point here, do you think, where the liabilities can no longer be ignored and mass market retailers, the world's largest, will finally sort of look at this product as carefully as you have been and ensure that that their customers are are getting what they pay for. Yeah, I think that's definitely a possibility. Um, and I think that could happen. In fact, actually, where I met Alexandra um, was uh, last year at a law firm seminar over in San Francisco on protecting your supply chain. 
specifically developed around olive oil and some of the issues and problems along you know the different steps along the supply chain and i think that was one of the things i walked away from that seminar with was that there's obviously a lot of potential adulteration going on um, whether it's purposeful or not or you know just standards not being checked um, so I think those types of problems are definitely going to plague other retailers and are going to come to fruition. There's definitely a lot of potential suits getting filed out there all the time. And, so, you know, I don't think they ever make it to court. But, you know, I think there's definitely people looking for those opportunities out there, I guess I'll call it that. But um, so I, I do think it's going to happen at some point. I, I don't it's also the thing that could happen to anything in the food industry, you know. So for for us, our, our main concern is always, always ensuring that the quality of what we're putting on the shelf most importantly is that what the bottle says it is it is so you know we do sell a lot of refined olive oil that we you know pure olive oil um that i still think is a great high quality product for cooking and for other uses but mm-hmm. you know that versus extra virgin olive oil my concern is just that whatever that bottle says it is that better be what's in that bottle here here chad sokol is the commodity and dry grocery buyer for bay area costco stores thanks chad for an interesting discussion today thank you very much curtis on olive oil is produced in new york by olive oil times the world's leading olive oil publication to listen to past episodes visit on olive oil.com